Hey everyone, and welcome back to another Lunch Break with Kyle. Today, I have two guests. I have my sister-in-law, Marin, and her, I was going to say best friend. Okay, one of her best friends. You have a lot of friends. Paulina. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> We're happy to be here. I had to wave them in to say hello. By the way. <laughs> we okay. just didn't know when to speak, okay? <laughs> okay. okay, so today's topic is missions. So, who's the most recent return missionary? Marin. I am. Okay, so explain to someone who's not a member of the church what a mission is. Missionary. Yeah, so as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, um, we believe that we should spread the good message of Jesus Christ with anyone um, who wants to hear it and who is seeking goodness and light in their life. And so what we do is we set aside um, 18 months for girls and two months for boys to, to be, go anywhere in the world. Two years. Oh, two years. <laughs> um, to go anywhere in the world where we are assigned um, to dedicate that time all day, every day, um, to talking about Jesus Christ and sharing his gospel with anyone that wants to listen or, or who wants to learn more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The mission motto is to invite others to come into Christ, and that's our mm-hmm. main focus throughout our mission, is just to invite others. Mm-hmm. And we don't get paid for it. We actually pay to go on our missions. Um, but we do it because we love God, and we love others, and we want to share with them. Man, you guys heard the missions, didn't you? <laughs> sure did. Sure did. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, so. so the first question I have, where do you deserve, and what's one thing people should know about it? Well, I'll take a turn. So whoever wants to go first. Okay, yeah. So um, I served in Las Vegas, Nevada. I guess it's technically the East Mission. We call it the OG Mission because um, mm-hmm. we had the strip and the Temple in our mission. Um, and then what was the second thing? Oh, so what's one thing people should know about it? Oh, very diverse, and it's a party. It's a good time down there. <laughs> do, you have, do you have North Las Vegas there? Yep. That's yeah, rough. I spent like seven transfers in North Las Vegas. And how long is the transfer? Uh, transfer is six weeks. So, mm-hmm. yep. Here you go. <laughs> I pointed to Kyle, but he, he acted like he didn't see it. Um, so, <laughs> this is Marin. I served um, <laughs> I served at Temple Square in Salt Lake City, Utah. And it's the smallest mission geographically in the world. Um, but we do so much. People from all over the world come to Temple Square because it is a historic site for the church. A lot of buildings were built in 1800, so the architecture is beautiful and amazing. Um, but it's, um, I think one thing that people should know is in that mission, we do more than just be tour guides. We um, do a lot of things um, to share the message of Jesus Christ, whether it's online or in person. Um, but it's more than being a tour guide. That's one thing I wish everyone knew. <laughs> But it's also that. But, okay, that, that is part, but it's not the only part, everyone, yeah. okay? Yeah. <laughs> well, people do want to go there and find out what's all this big building's about. It's why true. is this a church that's worldwide? Uh-huh. And that's kind of part of the tour guide part is, like, why are we building these gigantic mm-hmm. buildings? And these auditoriums, the giant temple. So, yeah, yeah tour guide's yeah. not bad. Well, I also, if you are listening to this and you have wanted to come to Temple Square, but you're scared now because you think you're going to be forced to the, be baptized... That's not what we do. We're there to give the information of historic facts, but also to share what we believe. That's a part of the history of Temple Square is the faith and the um, gospel of Jesus Christ. So you get the best of both worlds coming to Temple Square. So fun fact, I'm not sure if I told you this, but my stepdad, when he, his family, I think he was like eight at the time, maybe Mm -hmm. 10 or 12. His family did a road trip through the West Coast, visited Utah, went to Temple Square, talked to six missionaries, 
We went back to California and got baptized. Oh, I didn't wow. know that. That's yeah. awesome. I love those stories because there's so yeah. many people that I talk to and I'm like, I have no idea where you are or what happened. Because for them, they wanted to find religion to church and they found mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And through the sisters at Temple Square. Mary yeah. and I were talking about that on our way down to Utah this weekend. We were talking about how um, there was this one time I was on a plane and this lady... Um, well, I was a missionary at the time, and I was on my way to Vegas, but this missionary saw my name tag, or this lady saw my name tag, sorry, and she asked, like, if I was a missionary for the church and stuff, and um, she said that her conversion started with a sister missionary in Temple Square giving her just a little handout of the temple and their numbers, and that's kind of how it all started. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And those stories, like, bring me so much hope, like I mentioned earlier, just because um, in, in other missions, you're in the area for, like Paulina said, six-plus weeks. And so you really see the growth of these people and their conversion to Jesus Christ. But Temple Square... Well, you're visiting their homes. You're visiting their homes, yeah. Temple you're going Square, to they get to come visit you they have to visit on me. public sites. Uh-huh. Well, the sisters, not just me. Yes, yes. Um, but we will see them maybe for an hour tour or maybe for directions or something so small. Where's the bathroom? Or where's the bathroom? That was a question I got asked all the time. And, you know, at first, you know, a lot of people were right like... Right in the corner. <laughs> And, and, you know, at first people are like, oh, man, I just wish I did more than direct people to the bathrooms. But that's a part of it, you know, being welcoming and loving. That's a part of being a missionary. But I love hearing those stories because it gives me hope <laughs> that I did something. <laughs> you did. You but, did something. anyway, so Kyle, your turn. Okay, so I served in the Germany-Berlin mission. Yeah. A long time ago. Yeah. Okay, not that long ago. Okay, 2010 Ish. to 2012. <laughs> The one, thing, the one thing people should know about the mission is that it's the entire northern part of Germany. Um, and it's I think it's the largest mission in Europe. And you speak German. And I speak German. <laughs> Can you give us an example of that? Ich kann Deutsch. What is that? I mean? can speak German? Yeah, I can ah. speak German. So well, now I'm fluent li- again. The literal <laughs> translation is I can German. That's mm-hmm. enough saying like I can speak German. Gotcha. Yeah, because speaking is just, anyway, yeah. Awesome. And every every German, even non-religious people who didn't believe in heaven, kept saying that in heaven, the language is German. <laughs> I'm like, how do you know? They're like, oh, you'll know. You, when you get there, you'll I'll be right. <laughs> and I'm like, maybe. I guess we all got to start learning German. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, do you know that I'm from Nevada, Polina? I'm from, I'm from Reno. Oh, cool. Not okay. from Vegas, but that's why I asked about North Las Vegas, because uh, I know that part's rough. Yes, it is really rough area i have a lot of crazy stories from north las vegas but right. yeah it's a good time and mary was saying yours was spanish-speaking mm-hmm. yep spanish-speaking did you know spanish before then i did yeah i okay. was actually born in mexico so grew up speaking spanish at home okay learned english in school so yeah nice. it was a blessing to just go into the mission knowing the language mm-hmm. right yeah so. i always said that for people to learn german fully enough to talk about any topic it's about two years which is when they go home. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so about that time, you can talk about almost any topic and not just religious things that you would mm-hmm. usually study. And so the most time, you're just struggling the whole time. <laughs> just yeah. when you're comfortable, they send you home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, second question. Hardest part of the mission? I'll go first. <laughs> tough question. I'll share a story that illustrates the German mindset. And Marinardo knows the story. Mm-hmm. So I was there for about three months, and we are doing doors. Which basically, we talk, we knock on people's doors, ask them if they want to hear a message about Christ, and they usually say no. So we move on to the next one. Um, and we were doing this apartment building, and we got towards the bottom. 
we knocked on this guy's door and I said, like, hello, you know, missionaries of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And he just starts yelling at us, picks me up with his left hand, picks my companion with his right hand. This guy's huge, throws us down the stairs, and then th- comes down the stairs and throws us out the door one more time. And we started walking away, and I fell, and he yells at us. And anyway, I tore two ligaments in my ankle. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Which I stupidly did not go to the ER fast enough. I should have gone the day of. I waited like two more days. Wow. I was at a, I was at a, another family member's house. And they're like, how's your foot doing? I'm like, oh, it's fine. I just can't really move it. They're like, you should be able to move your foot. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. Good point. <laughs> Took me to the ER. Turns out, you know, you know, I had two ligaments torn. But I learned a, a term there. It's called zerissen, which means to tear. I didn't know what it meant at the time. So the the member that was there was, you know, I'm like, hey, I'm like, what does zerissen mean? He's like, I'm like, oh, cool, great. <laughs> like, that's comforting. <laughs> that's very comforting. So I got a crash course in medical terminology there. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> and they also had two German companions, which helped a little bit the language, too. So the hardest part was, is not the language, even though it can't be hard. It was that the German people are not stubborn. They are committed. When they're committed to something, they do it. So people would investigate a church or religion for a long time, years. But when they commit, they are committed. So if you're part of, you know, the Catholic Church, the Lutheran Church, you're committed. You're not going to do it. You may not even go, right? And even then, if you're part of the Lutheran or Catholic Church, you got to be 10% to the government. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like their tithing that goes to the government. But they're committed. So that was the hardest part is getting someone to uncommit something that they've done all their life and commit to something that they want to do for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I would say that is the hardest part. Sound like very loyal people. Yes, very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I would say mine is along the same lines. Um, I think the hardest part was seeing um, people slowly change and see how the light of Jesus Christ would enter into their homes and into their lives. And all of a sudden they just stopped meeting with us or they would stop reading from the Bible or the Book of Mormon or stop coming to church. And um, their lives would kind of just start to fall apart again and they would kind of just start to lose hope and um, trust in God um, when in reality that's when you need to hold on to him the most and just seeing all the potential that all these people and individuals families had and they would just kind of let go of of God when they needed him the most that was the hardest part mm-hmm. yeah. <clears throat> especially if they come from a hard yes lifestyle yeah and a positive lifestyle that if anything, just a community of a church, yeah, right, and uh, hope that comes with religion, mm-hmm. and see that kind of not solidify is also sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. I th- Marin, <laughs> okay. Also, real quick, do you guys want you want water, Paulina? Oh, I think I'm okay. You're good? Yeah, okay. Thank you. I'm okay. Okay, thanks. Sorry. See the service here is just fabulous. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so a, bef- to kind of before getting into the hard, a blessing about Temple Square. Um, is that people come to you, like we mentioned earlier, it's people come from all over the world to see the architecture, but also to learn, which is a big blessing. However, people also come because they know it's the headquarters of the church. They know that there are sister missionaries who are young, there to happy and want to talk to everyone, and they come to to bash and to discourage and to... Um, just be mean. Just to be mean. Yeah. And... Um, that was a really big struggle. My mission was the fact that 
people who love Jesus and are Christians or whatever faith they may become from, they come and they try to tear us apart. They try to make us feel dumb or stupid for what we believe in and why we sacrifice 18 months of our life for and to make us not feel like we are believers of Christ, which we are. That is everything that we are as members of the church. We are followers and believers of Christ. And so that was really hard for me. And to share just a quick example, um, at Temple Square in the summer is really, really busy because people <clears throat> have time off and they travel and it's so amazing. Yeah, before COVID, every morning there'd be four buses, usually uh-huh. from China or, wow. or you know, or, or yeah. you know, the Asian areas, tons of people, hundreds of people. That's awesome. They come because yeah. they know. And it's, I mean, if you search what to see in Salt Lake City, Utah, Temple Square comes up. So yeah. people come from all over the place, which is amazing. Um, but one of the hardest days of my mission, I remember we had this youth group tour. It was a bunch of... I remember this. Yep. We had a bunch of... It was like a hundred Christian youth from out of state. And we get nervous hearing that because we never know. We never know if they're going to be Bible bashers. You know, we never know the background. So um, it was me and my companion, which a companion is like a teaching companion. We're like partners while teaching. Mary, you slowed down talking just a little Sorry, bit. Sorry, everyone. Sorry. <laughs> um, but we're, a companion is someone that you, you're with 24-7 to teach with and you're your buddies <laughs> and they switch every six weeks transfers that you talked about earlier so there was me and my companion and then another um two sisters to split this group into 50 which is so intimidating teenagers are so scary when you're not a teenager anymore anyway um and so we started this tour and you know they start off really nice and great and then they turn and i remember um just feeling so much anxiety because we are there to love and to teach and to just spread joy. And we just got, I just felt so much darkness that someone would come and just question everything that I believed and that they were raised and brought to Temple Square to do that. And so that was just really hard throughout my mission that people would come to be mean. And it was just really discouraging. But also I just felt sad that they felt like they had to do that when that's opposite. Yeah, they could have just gone, done the tour, got the information enjoyed the sights and then left they could have asked a question (laughs) yeah but it was more like it was like they were targeting specific things that we believed um and it just was not good but when i look back on my mission like obviously i had a lot of those experiences but i didn't let that define what i believe you know i let it strengthen so listen to all of you See missionaries, be nice. Be so yes. nice. We're young. You don't have to, you don't have to agree with them, but we're be just, nice. We're just trying to spread the good word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Okay, next question. Best companion. Okay, if you don't play favorites, you can pick top five or three or, I don't know, you had the tons About of About the companion you had the best time with. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, that one's hard for me. I had a, my best companion, my favorite companion this was probably the, my hardest part of a mission. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Like trial-wise. Mm-hmm. So I will go first since I already have one of mine. Okay. So um, I lost my train of thought. I forgot his name. I know his name. Okay, well, we oh, can. I, okay, yeah. now I know. Now, <laughs> I got it. Elder, Watch him listen to this. <laughs> I feel like that's the real Ouch. favorite. <laughs> Elder Lichner from oh. Stuttgart. Germany. Yeah. Lichner. Lichner. First day I met him, he's like, "All right, I hate, I hate the English language, and I hate people from Utah." I'm like, oh. "Well, I'm not from Utah, and I like German." <laughs> he said, "Score." We got along. 
That's yeah. good. We would also wrestle, but he knew judo. He was also like 6'4", so he'd oh. always win. Oh, jeez. One time I like shoved him over the couch and locked myself in the bathroom. <laughs> I'm like, he's like, get out of here. It was funny. <laughs> so, hardest part of my, of my mission was during that time, but he's my favorite companion. Mm-hmm. I, guys, it's so hard for me to pick a favorite. Um, <laughs> I had some really amazing companions, um, and I had some really hard ones. <laughs> um, but I, Kyle said I could do this, so my top four <laughs> was, um, so when you go into the mission, you have a trainer, which is someone that helps you adjust to mission life and helps you learn how to be missionary um, in your areas. And so my trainer was amazing. She was from um, Zimbabwe. So I just learned so much from her, how humble and sweet she is. And she just had an amazing testimony, Sister Vingasai. And then my next companion actually... Shouts out. Woohoo! And then Sister Haymore was my second companion, and she just was such a light. And we just had such an amazing time together and we got along really well. And she's just a bubble of joy and love and laughter and happiness. So like you can't help but feel good around her. My next one would be Sister Hales. Um, she is my companion after a really, 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 emphasize really hard companion. And so the, our transfer together, like we had struggles, like not together. Or like we had struggles not with each other, but together. And that made us really close and saw a lot of blessings. And then my last companion, Sister Brown, also was a really big blessing because we were both just holding on and working hard together, and she was just a sweet, sweetie pie. Sweetie pie. Sweetie pie. Yeah. Shout out to Sister Brown, you're a sweetie pie. <laughs> um, yeah, that's hard for me, too. Can I pick a favorite thing from each companion? Yes. Okay. So my MTC companion, I loved her strength. She was amazing. She didn't really want to go on a mission, but the Lord just kept and kept... Well. No, actually, she didn't want to go on a mission, but things just kept, like, kind of falling apart, and, like, she kind of just pushed through all of the stuff that was coming her way, and she said, you want a mission? My trainer, um, her hard work ethic was amazing and just very admirable. And then my third companion, Amanda Rodriguez, um, she was just fun. She was so fun. She made the work um, enjoyable. And then my fourth companion was... Um, a sister I was able to kind of welcome into the mission and help her out and stuff. And her name's Sister Harker. And she was hilarious. She was really funny and kind of just always looked for the funny stuff during the hard days. And that kind of kept things light. Um, and then fifth companion, I was Hermana... Oh, gosh. Oh, Mian. <laughs> and she was definitely the one I got along with probably the most. Both from Mexico, so, you know, it's always a good time. And um, probably just her obedience. And then my last companion was her hard work ethic as well. Okay, now I feel better for only picking one companion. <laughs> so I'm just going to go through all of them. Elder Stevenson was my trainer. Well, okay. Okay, MTC. I was with Elder Davis. An elder, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm getting old, people. What is his name? Elder Healy. Elder Davis and Elder Healy. And then someone left that week, so I had to go with Elder Harris. That was fine. And Elder Stevenson was my trainer. And then I went to Elder Hare. That's the guy who got thrown on the stairs with me. Bonded we we, we for life. played tones of Monopoly. Because <laughs> um, I couldn't, I had to leave my foot up for like, two transfers which sucked and then I was at our Kopishka didn't know any German sorry knew only German didn't know any English whatsoever that was rough because I was still <laughs> learning and I was with Elder Davis 
same one from from the MTC, and then Outer Shepherd, and then with Outer Staley, who we call Outer Bieber because he kept singing all the time, <laughs> and then I was with Outer Ross, who's from Willard, Utah. This is a funny place. I've actually never been there, but I drove past it. It's a funny name. <laughs> and then, oh, then it was Outer Lichner, and he was great. And then, where did I go after that? I went to Stadhagen, so I was with Elder Jenkins. And then I trained another Elder Davis. Yeah, <clears throat> boom. Shout out all of them. <laughs> well, I feel bad, but... No, stop. We're not doing this. <laughs> no, Mike, just kidding. <laughs> but the, the four that I mentioned were ones that were my favorites. You, anyway. Every companion was your favorite. Oh, that's debatable. <laughs> I loved them in the moment, and it was even though it was hard, but... That's bless, also another thing about missions. Bless your souls. <laughs> that's another thing about missions that's hard is like um, these companions, you don't pick them. Like it's literally by inspiration of the Lord that you were put with them for six plus weeks and you're with them 24-7, like all the time. Yeah. One time I really hated the way I ate cereal. I didn't realize that I was doing something different. I was just eating cereal. <laughs> so I had to sit in another room. It's funny you said that, say that because I had a companion that I hated the way she slurped her cereal. <laughs> I never told her uh, that. that I'm just kidding. It drove him crazy. He gets so mad at me. Were you a slurper? So I'm not a slurper per se, but I have, okay, don't make fun of me, but I have sensitive teeth. Uh, so I don't like cold things. Uh, so I would like get in my mouth, suck back the milk, and then chew the cereal. I didn't realize I was doing it. It was just like subconsciously. Right. Well, there's a lot of things you don't know that you do until you have a companion. That yeah. That's 24-7. That yeah. out. Prep for marriage, I'll tell you yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. I had a companion that just didn't like how I was. <laughs> she just didn't like, she just, I, my personality was not her favorite. So that, yeah. and I was with her for 12 weeks, so. <laughs> yeah. You guys clashed. Yeah, it was really hard. But, yeah. you know, it's something that brought me comfort is knowing the Lord put us together for a reason. And I learned a lot and we had great experiences, but it was hard. Anyway, anyway, if she listens, I'm sorry that I called you out. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I highly doubt she'll listen. <laughs> true that, true that. Yeah. But anyway, what's the next question? <laughs> well, the next one was hardest companion, but I think was we'll just skip that one. <laughs> or maybe hmm, I'll, re- I'll rephrase it. What's one thing you learned from your hardest companion? I can go first. Okay. This companion, I welcomed her into the mission. We were together for six weeks, and it was honestly one of the hardest six weeks of my life. I cried probably every day. Every time I got to talk to my family once a week, I was I cried the whole time. I was honestly miserable. Um, and what I learned from that transfer with this sweet, sweet companion was um, the power of God's love. It was really hard for me to love her, and that sounds awful, and I feel bad that I had a hard time loving her. But it was just such a hard six weeks that I got to a point I remember... I knelt down, I was in the bathroom by myself, and I prayed, and I said, Heavenly Father, I can't love her and have the patience with her that she needs. Please, I don't know what to do. And I had the thought, like, let me love her. Like, and I, once I, like, realized, I'm like, I, the Lord, can love her and be patient with her how she needs, needs it. And I, once I realized that, I, it wasn't easier necessarily, but I just felt more love for her. And, like, looking back, like, it was all because of God's love. So I just learned more about the power of God's love. Yeah. Um, I guess for me, I really learned that I'm stronger than I think that I am sometimes. Um, I am usually like when I don't like someone or when I don't get along with someone, I just kind of 
don't associate myself with them or I can't distance myself from that person, but because I'm stuck with someone that I have a hard time with and she has a hard time with me, <laughs> um, I had to pray for a lot of strength and patience and I just realized that I have it in me to just be strong and to, she had a lot of emotional um, things that she was carrying and so the Lord really just taught me that I am stronger than I really thought I was. You are strong. Thank you. <laughs> uh, mine, maybe it's a little too, maybe it's kind of cold saying this, but I can't fix everyone. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm usually someone that likes to dig deep with another person and try and like clear the air or solve problems kind of thing. Um, nothing I would do if this person worked at all. So really, sometimes people just got to do it by themselves. Or kind of you said, God just needs to do it because yeah. I can't do it. Yeah, and I don't think we're expected to fix them. I think that's a hard thing to realize yeah. as well because I definitely was the same way. And so, yeah, I, same actually. <laughs> when I realized all I could do was love her, and like, even when we can't do that necessarily, God helps us. I mean, I could. Okay, that makes me sound awful, <laughs> but like, it got to a point where it's like, I was just felt so stretched, so thin. <laughs> but anyway. Anyway, one that time, I, once my companion asked it if I liked a church talk. I'm like, yeah, it's great. He's like, did you hear? I'm like, did I hear it? He's like, yeah. I'm like, I was sitting right next to you. He's like, oh, so you did hear it. I'm like, are you saying I didn't hear? It? He's like, no, you you were there, right? I'm like, yes. <laughs> what is going on? He would do this all the time. That's so, so annoying. annoying. <laughs> I would be eating a candy bar. And he's like, is that a good candy bar? I'm like, yeah, it's good. He's like, it's good. I'm like. Oh, yes, <laughs> it's good. Why? What is going on? I always thought there was an alternative motive, but I think he was just weird. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Okay. Best cultural, I cultural item from your mission. So I feel so called out. <laughs> we got Germany. We have Las Vegas, which is... You have Utah. Utah's a different culture. That's true. <laughs> okay, maybe I was thinking of myself the most when I wrote this. I'm sorry. <laughs> you just wanted to, yeah, he just wanted to <laughs> Could you, like, brag about something. How about you go first? And okay. then if I can't okay. answer it, then maybe change it. Okay. <laughs> Best cultural item is that everything is incredibly old over there. So, like, the oldest thing I ever saw was this old church, church that made out of stone encased in glass. And it was from 600 AD. That's amazing. Everything's super old. And like one of the Lutheran churches in the first town I was in was made in 1140 AD. So everything's just super, super old. And there's, that just kind of just goes with the people there, too. They just have an understanding and an appreciation of everything that has gone before them. So I think that's probably the best cultural item, other than the food. <laughs> Dooner. Shout out to Dooner. <laughs> Rich in history, I'm sure. Yes. Um, I don't know if this is necessarily cultural item but well vegas is a huge melting pot and so there's people from all over um specifically southern america or sorry south america <laughs> um and <It's> southern <laughs> southern and central Bigger. america yeah, yeah all of it yeah <laughs> um and so we had some of the best food on the mission like we had pupusas, arepas, oh, gorditas, like yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. all the different types of 
breaded yeah food, food. <laughs> yeah so mm. super good food and it was just like a good bonding moment because hispanics like love it when you just devour their food and compliment their food and just are there with them eating and so that was a huge thing in vegas so that's cultural yeah totally. Sweet. yeah <laughs> i passed yeah okay Marin. <laughs> oh my goodness guys i've been wrecking my brain well one thing <clears throat> Is in Utah, soda is like a big obsession. <laughs> um, and if you know me, you or if you're, not, if you're now meeting me, something about me is I love soda. Everyone in my family does pretty much. <laughs> and um, there's soda shops where you can pump in flavors and like cream and make like this signature drink. It's delicious and so, del- so yummy. So delicious. So delicious, soda vine, fizzy. <laughs> When I'm thirsty, anyway, these are all soda shop names. Um, when, I want, when I want a swig. <laughs> <laughs> when I want to quench it. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I forgot about quench, quench it. Quench it. That one makes me so uncomfortable for it's some like reason. It's a hard name. Quench, yeah. quench it. Yeah. There's one it's also in Salt not Lake. a good location either. The one in Salt Lake got taken out, like, into my mission. The one that was down, like... Oh, is it gone? By, kind of by the Capitol. Mm-hmm. It, like, was gone pretty early into my mission. Wait, is there another one on 300, though? There could be. I never uh, went because it made me uncomfortable. I really don't remember. Who says quench it i'm gonna quench my thirst anyway so that's a big cultural you're thing parched <laughs> <laughs> oh we shouldn't make a Next, new one so, parched. <laughs> yeah. parched it um parchy <laughs> but that was something and i love soda so on our preparation day which is the day that we kind of have a, like off i hate go to, to say the that store. way go to store do like laundry talk to our Emails, families yeah. those type of things um i'd always try to go to a soda shop because back home in california that's not a big thing and so i soaked up that cult Cultural if you know makeup. Dutch Bros, it's kind of like Dutch Bros. Yeah. Oh, it's soda. Yeah. So that was the thing, and then I guess my other thought that I had was, on Temple Square, we have sisters from all over the world who speak all these different languages, and so when people come to Temple Square, they obviously want someone who speaks their language, and so we under our missionary tag we had a flag taped on there to represent the language we speak and where we come from, and it's a really good conversation starter, and also people like feel so welcomed and accepted because they're like, "That's my flag." Oh, I remember. Who's the the one German sister? Um, sister Ben Roth. Yes, Ben Roth. Mm-hmm. Well, one time she was with the sister Tihara. Uh huh. They're doing a German lesson, and I was walking by. Oh, they called you in, right? Yeah. So, for those of you who don't know, I work at uh, downtown at the church buildings down there. I was walking by, and sister Tihara grabbed me and asked me to do my testimony in German. I remember <laughs> I, that. That was that cool. That was so That's cool. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, but sister Ben Roth did, Ben Roth didn't know me. So when I started speaking, she's like, <laughs> sorry, I did a shocking face. <laughs> Insert emoji here. Yes. Yeah, that was actually a big blessing at my mission was to see Kyle. It's true. Yeah, that was, like, I was your blessing. <laughs> yeah, that was your blessing. That was the best cultural item of your mission was me. <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> Great. Yeah. That's all the questions I have. Oh. Sweet. <laughs> Is there any other mission things you'd want someone to know about your mission, missions in general, so on? Mm, I think if you ever see a missionary, if you're not a member of the Church of Jesus Christ, um, if you ever see him, or if you are, um, just take time to get to know the message that they share because it's just a message of peace and of hope and it will just change your life forever. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who the lucky audience of Lunch Break with Kyle is, um, but if you are coming to the age where you are thinking about serving a mission, um, 
it is such a good thing to do. Those 18 months forever changed my life and who I am. And they were just such a blessing to me. And to really seek to pray and ask God if that's what he wants you to do, because it is amazing. And there's people that need to hear what your, your testimony from you. And so I think that is important. But also, like Paulina mentioned, when we go on our missions for boys, they can go at age 18. Um, and again, they serve for two years. And then for girls, we can go at 19 and serve 18 months. And we put everything on pause. We put school, family, friends, relationships, sports, scholarships, all these different things because we want to share this message. And so if you see a missionary, just say hi. You don't even have to listen to a message if you don't want to. You can if you want. But just be kind because it's hard. But we do it because we love God and we love you. I have a funny story. Oh, no. In one city... We were, we were not well-liked by most of the people there. Uh-huh. Often they would honk at us. <laughs> I don't know why. That's the, the kind of the thing. So what I started to do is just wave and say hi anytime someone honked at us. And then one day we're doing doors and someone I knocked on the door and they're like, hey, everyone like knows you. I'm like, yeah, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're pretty famous. Everyone likes us. <laughs> yeah, it's like people are honking at you, waving. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's us. That's so funny yeah the reactions that people have to missionaries are so funny yeah like one i've gotten barked at i've gotten yelled <laughs> at. at yeah no a few times but i think the best one is we were there was a group of us sisters walking home and um this van was turning the corner and they were looking at us so that we waved because like we're nice sister missionaries and as they turned the corner a young man mooned us oh um Yep. <laughs> I don't remember that story. Oh, yeah. No, we were straight up mooned uh, by a oh teenage boy. So that has scarred me. <laughs> don't moon the sisters. <laughs> don't moon anyone. <laughs> so Don't moon. <laughs> the title of this episode, Don't Moon. Don't, don't moon. Don't moon. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, okay, I would just echo what you guys said as well, is that it is a message, a message of peace and hope and um, a faith in Christ be nice to the missionaries. Mm-hmm. And um, it's also good for you as well. It's good experience. Um, you, you get to live with someone you don't, you know, all the time you don't live with, you don't necessarily choose. And especially if you go anywhere outside of your town, it is culturally different yeah. no matter where you go. Even in Utah. Even in Utah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's for sure. So, Okay, Mary, no. Paulina, thanks for hopping on. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Appreciate this experience. Yeah. Thanks for everyone for listening, and I hope you enjoy your lunch. Bye.